Hey guys, we're Workplay Branding, a visual marketing company invested in changing the way you create content online for your business for less than $500 a month. We have been using the Workplay method to launch visual marketing strategies for businesses all over North America and Europe. If you are wanting to uplevel your marketing, we are giving listeners of the Workplay podcast an exclusive video bonus offer on their first workplace shoot for free when you DM us the word podcast. This offer is valued at $1,500. And again, we are giving this away for free. To claim this offer, go to at Workplay Branding on Instagram and DM us podcast to claim this exclusive free video bonus offer valued at $1,500. That is at Workplay Branding on Instagram. DM us the word podcast. Don't miss out. Welcome to the Workplay Podcast, where we deep dive into how to create a visual marketing strategy that actually moves the needle. Take a peek inside the minds of hundreds of Workplay members who have created successful visual campaigns that have generated millions in revenue. The process that I went through with Workplay was very helpful. It makes me always nervous to do like brand or things that are supposed to be representative of who you are because that part has always felt messy to me. And then with Workplay, I was able to look at, okay, here's who I am in all of the facets and we can get all the facets. And this truly is like how I operate in my life and how I show up. And I can be all of those things. And I really appreciate as somebody that I feel like is pretty multifaceted. We are back with the Workplay Podcast, and today I have Jordan Gill. I am so excited because she is one of those people that everything that she touches just gets amplified in the best way. I want to deep dive into what you really did this year and how you use Workplay to execute it. But first, I want you to introduce yourself to everyone and just let everyone know who you are and what your business is. Yes. So I'm Jordan Gill and I am the founder, head honcho of Systems Saved Me. I've been in business since May, 2016. It's always wild when I say that and like a whole nother year has passed. I'm like, it's 2023. Like it's, (laughs) that's been a hot minute. And I have had many iterations of my business, but currently my focus and my drive and my excitement is all around collaborations. It's all around how can we grow our businesses together versus doing this whole like macho, I can do it all myself BS in my opinion. I just came off an event that the Amazing Workplay Branding team came and supported my people with and it was so fun and people are still raving about it. And I also run a membership called Ready, Set, Collab, where again, we connect B2B business owners here online. And then we have a bunch of other like amazing little nuggets and things that we're planning to do and whatnot that I know that Workplay Branding will be even more a part of as we move forward and grow and amplify. This year was a a transitional year for us. So we have been known for VIP days. So maybe if you have heard of me, you're like, oh, she's the done in a day VIP day girl. And I totally still am. And I'm also looking to grow in additional capacities, specifically in like the collaboration area. I'm super excited and happy that you had mentioned that this was a very transitional year for you, because I think that a lot of people can relate to that. There's a lot of market shifts happening. There's a lot of shifts 
just in the world happening for business and women in business. So how have you seen those shifts happen? What is the pulse of what's happening right now in the market that you see? Totally. I see such a big shift of people unlayering because I think during the pandemic, you know, since 2020, there was a lot of adding, 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 adding more team, more this, more programs, more that. And at a certain point, (laughs) you have to start taking those layers off. And because of the economy and because of, again, just where a lot of people's mindset are right now with job losses and family health and all of that, there's so many more things at play that were not at play for the past couple of years. It was a different kind of hard during the pandemic, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think we're in this restructuring and re-understanding what is it that we really want to do. And I think during the pandemic, people did what worked and not necessarily what they love to do, if that makes sense. And there were parts of me that did love what I did and also did it because it worked, right? And so I'm also in the unlayering. I'm not immune to what's going on and finding really what it is that jazzes me up, that makes me excited to wake up in the morning. And I think that's really what people are craving right now because for, again, a couple of years, it got really fast and like more and adding that people are ready to just sit back and have a little bit more fun in business, to be honest, and also to allow for what they really want to do to come out just because, again, when something works, why change it? Why make a difference? Why adjust it? It's really more about the you're making the money and doing this stuff. And, And for me, I had a pretty decent payroll that I was in charge of for a couple of years. And that dictated my decisions in business more than my own ambitions or more than my own visions. And that's not a a knock on having a team by any means, but I wanted to be responsible. I wanted to ensure that my people were taken care of. And at a certain point, I have to take a deep breath and look around and say, okay, is this business really serving me or is it just running. So I allowed myself to play. I allowed myself to try different things, experiment. I like launched 10 things in six months. Don't recommend it for anybody, but I learned a lot. And in your transitional years, there is going to be that period of, I don't know what's next, but the definition of an entrepreneur is innovation. So I knew I was going to figure it out someday. So why rush the process? Why not have some fun and let loose? And that's exactly what I did. Workplay branding was a large part in that because my first shoot was in January. And that was really when it was like, okay, like wide open spaces. Again, I'm transitioning this program out. What else am I going to do? And it was really fun to have that partnership and that playfulness, I think, came across a lot in my photo shoot. So I think the transitional year for a lot of people is because they did a lot of what was working for them and not necessarily what is, you know, lighting them up or giving them fulfillment and excitement, which I don't think all of your fulfillment should come from your business. But I think that it should give you some. (laughs) It shouldn't be a drain. It shouldn't be a negative. And so people are coming into this space of, okay, what do I actually enjoy what change do I want to see in the world? How do I want to impact people uh, without having potentially some other outside circumstances garnering what that direction is? 
As far as coming into this 2023 year, I remember on your workplace shoot, you had very key things that yes. you needed to get. You had your event coming up and it had a whole theme. You had certain cutouts for your graphics that you really needed to get. How did you personally get like a really clear vision on what is needed for your workplace shoots when mm-hmm. you feel like, okay, we're in transition. So how do you get really clear in that kind of unknown through this process? Yeah, so First and foremost, the process that I went through with Workplay was very helpful in identifying that. I don't know that I necessarily had the answers before I did the incredible questionnaire that y'all had. And like working through that process was like, oh, actually, okay, this is how I would use this type of photography or this type of B-roll or whatever the case is. So that helped to like layer the photo shoot with at least an understanding of what I was going to be using it for. And then again, I've been in business a long time. I know the elements at play. So sales pages, websites, ads, social media, all sorts of arenas, signage that I had to think about. And so to sit there and actually think through that prior to the shoot is super beneficial. And I Haven't really done that before. Obviously, when you do other brand shoots, it's I want some photos that are horizontal. I want some like tighter shots for headshots. So to think in like depth about how am I actually going to use these photos? How are they going to extend my reach visually? Which I always had a very, I don't want to say negative, but I had a, a nervousness around having really a polished brand or a brand that was, I don't know, shiny in those things like branding. I had a really difficult time with even that word because it just felt like I never had been understood like in my life. So then when it came to my business, it was like, how is somebody going to understand me when my entire life people don't get me at all? I'm very, I have a lot of dichotomies within me, a lot of like, opposite things going on. And it makes me always nervous to do like brand or things that are supposed to be representative of who you are, because that part has always felt messy to me and not super clean. Like I'm the preppy girl or I'm the emo girl. I'm the book nerd or I'm the whatever. I just, I don't really fit into a pure category like that. So it it always makes me nervous or has made me nervous. And then with work play, what I liked about the process was I was able to look at, okay, here's who I am in all of the facets and we can get all the facets. Like you're going to see me in like a cute flirty teal dress at the beach. And then you're also going to see me with a blazer on later. And then you're also going to see me in a sweatshirt that says female CEO. And I'm like, got my legs propped up. All of that is me. It's not a okay, this is just the shiny version of Jordan. This truly is like how I operate in my life and how I show up. And I can be all of those things. And I think too often with brand photography, they try to put you in this like narrow box and your process is actually like, how many boxes do you have? Let's like put them all out there, which again, I really appreciate is somebody that I feel like is pretty multifaceted. I'm obsessed with that answer because <laughs> I, I'm I'm going to tell you why I'm obsessed right. because we see 
the good, the bad, the ugly. There's a lot of people coming through this process, doing this process, and each part of it is custom to them. Sometimes I see people not even get to the start line because of what you're talking about right now. This idea that I don't identify with a shiny version of myself. And that is not what visual branding or even visual marketing is about. What it's about is telling a story and your story can, like you said, have as many different boxes as you want, but it's really about deciding which box you want to show and how you want to show it. And that's where we come in and we get to document that for you in a way that feels really aligned with what you've already created. Let's just go back to the first shoot. When you are feeling the nervousness, when you are feeling like, okay, this, I know this isn't like a normal brand shoot, but I'm feeling the same feelings. What is the self-talk before a workplace shoot? that gets you in that right state of mind that allows those fears to dissipate. There's a lot of this uh, energy where it's like, okay, I have this one shot to like make it right or one launch to make epic or whatever the case is. And it's not really true. And so for me, I have to remind myself if I'm having a good experience, then that's what's going to actually show up in the shoot. Not necessarily how good I pose or whatever the case is. If I'm having enjoyment, you can tell that comes across in your visuals. So my focus was more on having fun, truly trusting y'all's team with workplace branding of just, they're the professionals, they're going to look for the angles and the things and the whatever. They'll tell me if I need to move my arm, if it's awkward and expressing that too, of just, again, I take direction really well. I can shape shift and move and do what I need to for photos, but I know that for photos specifically, like if I'm enjoying myself, that is the spirit in which the visuals are going to come across. And I think that they did so flawlessly because I'm in Miami. I'm like at the beach, like I'm at this really cute hotel. I've got cute clothes on. Like, how could I not have an enjoyable day? So too often I see a lot of people try too hard with their photo shoots and micromanage. And I'm not a micromanager at all. I don't have the energy for it. I like trusting the expert because again, I'm not the one behind the camera. So how could I say that it looks better with my right arm on my hip? I have no idea. I'm not looking at this. (laughs) It's about the enjoyment and having fun with whatever I do, but specifically, obviously for branding shoots for this conversation and this unique way of, again, more in motion, I would say. I feel that most photo shoots are very, like you sit somewhere and like you just stay there for a long time. And this was very active, very, we're going to the next thing, we're doing this, we're getting a couple here, we're getting a couple there, stand up, sit down, fight, fight, fight. No, but it's, it's such a interactive, moving experience versus the typical, again, like here's the set and here's what we're gonna do. And I appreciate that because, again, it gets you a range of photos, first of all. But secondly, if you're not feeling this one scene for whatever reason, it's whatever. That was literally like 20 minutes of our day. Let's move on. You know what I'm saying? Versus, again, it's okay. I have two hours with this person. I need to get the most out of it because you have a whole day. If one part of it doesn't feel good or let you up, it's whatever. Like We just move on and we have all the rest of the day to be great. And so I think it 
it allows for the range and variety and also just the space to eliminate this. I don't, I need to like term this phrase, but just this, like this anxiety people have around this, like one time I have to get it right. Getting rid of that because you're doing so many different opportunities and outfits and locations and all that stuff. I I totally agree. The whole workplace method as a process touches on the fact that there is an abundance of opportunities to get what you need. Even like the scene to scene, we do so many scenes, like you were saying. So in the day, there's so many opportunities, but then in the year, there's literally so many opportunities. When members come in and they've been in it for a few years, they understand that really well. They're like, oh yeah, no problem. These two locations didn't work, no problem. We're gonna get that next time or we're gonna get that in an hour at this other location that you guys found. This abundance of shoots allows you to feel really calm in your body knowing that, hey, we're gonna get this and this is fine. I know that sometimes that can be hard because we are working on like quarterly basis. For example, you had an event that you were planning and you really needed this content to go on a certain sales page, right? So in those aspects, there is that sense of urgency, but because you have the whole day to get that one main thing, you're able to be like, okay, like maybe this angle didn't work, but we have five others. In terms of like actual marketing strategies, can you walk me through, I know that you touched on okay, I need a sales page. I need this. But can you walk me through specifically for your Make Your Mark live campaign? What were the things that you really needed to get for a campaign like a live conference? There's anytime that you're doing an in-person event, you have to think through, again, there's a lot of collateral going on, signage or emails going out. So when you are planning that, you're having to think through, okay, is this image going to just be used for digital purposes or is it also going to be used for a physical version of something? And so thinking through that from a, for example, if not that I had this, but if you wanted a life-size version of yourself for some reason, you would not want to have the photo cut off at your waist because then you're, you don't have the full life-size of you. So you would need obviously to tell Lyric or whoever, like, back up. I need a full shot so that from toes to tip of my head, we can cut it out and we can have it go be great. Versus again, okay, on social media for an Instagram story, it's fine if I'm cut off at the waist because if I'm pointing up, usually there's text up here and my waist is going to be where it's cut anyway. So even little details like that of placement of, again, how much of your actual body you're needing the items that you have around you as well, props. Again, I had in that shoot a lot of blank wall behind me with me pointing or me making faces for things. And those were used for ads. So really looking at it from a broad picture of digital and physical, if you're doing an event specifically, and then also thinking through the use case for everything. So is it for a sales page? I'm going to need my body to the left to the right or it's pretty rare on a sales page i don't even know if i ever have had a sales page where i'm smack dab in the middle of it like that literally never happens so knowing that we don't need to take any pictures with me in the middle because i'm actually not going to use them and it's not going to be worth taking the photos for and so you can just skip that part 
It's about the intentionality behind knowing the the campaigns that you're building, whether it's an event or whatever, and the use of them, even for the B-roll, knowing that, again, it was going to be chopped usually into about seven-ish seconds. We would take, I don't know, 30 seconds to a minute of B-roll at a time, but about every seven to 10 seconds, I'm changing completely what I'm doing because I don't need a full minute that makes sense. I need clips. So therefore, I'm going to laugh a little bit. I'm going to type a little bit. I'm going to get on the phone a little bit. And I know I'm just going to chop that up. So again, if you need a full minute that is coherent, then take that into consideration as well. But for me, it was about the chops. So I wasn't feeling, okay, I'm going to wait for Lyric to say, okay, change. Okay, change. Okay, change. I don't need that. And if you do, the Workflow Banning team will do that. It comes down to those very finite details that make the biggest difference. And I would say that working with Workplay Brandy, y'all are very detail-oriented, which I appreciate. That's why, again, like I'm a total obsessor of the process and know that for me, like this just makes the absolute most sense for me and my business and where I'm at and needing not only the abundance of collateral that I need and assets that I need for my visual marketing, but also the level of detail and how much I can trust y'all's process. I think people underestimate how much intention goes behind what you're actually doing in front of the camera. And when we know that, that's one thing. But then you also have to embody that intention. It's a two-way street. It's almost like a done with you process because you have to show up and you have to be that person in front of the camera. And we can put on a content plan, like all of the little details. But if you're not doing it, when we say, hey, change here, don't change or things like that, then it's really hard to actually get it. For the shoots happens or before you even come into the workplace method, really understanding, okay, I have a webinar, I have a landing page, I have collateral cutouts that I need for an in-person event. Understanding those needs is really helpful because that intentionality will help organize you even more so in our process. Yeah. What are some tools that you use in tandem with the workplace method? I know yeah. ManyChat is a big one for a lot of our members. What are the tools in your toolbox that pair really nicely with this method? Oh, yeah. So definitely if you're Instagram or Facebook, which is what ManyChat integrates with, using that because, again, when you have really great visuals, people are going to want to take action based on those visuals. And so with many chat, you're able to actually share a story or a reel or whatever. And if people DM you or comment a certain word, then they actually can get a link to a call to action. And we have very high rates of comment to go and take an action. So definitely many chat, huge fan of that. Another, it's not even like a tool, but just like how I actually will use the photos when I'm like out and about. And if I just need to put something up really quickly is I have a whole album on my phone that literally is just all my workplay brandings that are all vertical because usually I'm doing stories or reels from my phone. And so all of my verticals are in there. It's in an album. It's very easy to access. And on my phone, I will use like CapCut to create some of the visuals. Another one that I use is Video Leap. And those are both apps that you can put... I think CapCut is free, but you just have to cut off the end of the video when you edit it. And then uh, Video Leap, I think I pay 70 bucks for the year. Again, I use it 
almost every day. So those tools are, are valuable for me. As far as looking at the analytics and everything, an easy tool to use is later.com. They give you literally the reach, the plays, the comments, the saves, the shares for everything. This is a very big part of my marketing. Like this is very integral to how I track the success of my campaigns, the success of my business. A lot of it starts with the visuals. I need to know what's working and what's not working so I don't waste my time continuing to do stuff that's not working and allowing for when the next shoot comes up, allowing for me to know exactly what I need it for and where the gaps have been potentially that I didn't see before I did my other photo shoot, but now I see as I'm using stuff. So that's what's really helpful too. So I would say, yeah, those are a couple of my little gems in my toolbox. (laughs) When you get your content, what does that look like? Do you hand it off to your team? What does that workflow look like on your back end? So I definitely do some harding, like lots of harding. I don't necessarily like sit there and dissect every single one. I'm just clicking heart, clicking heart, clicking not heart, clicking, clicking, like I'm just going. And then once that happens, then I download everything. And then my team doesn't even actually see the full gallery because again, I don't want them choosing something that I don't want them to choose. So I download everything and we have a Dropbox that literally is tapping on three terabytes right now. I put them all in there and they're labeled properly. And then a second place I put them is also Canva because we use them in both areas. And so that way, again, it's easy to use. I know that they're not going to choose anything that I wouldn't want to show. It's already all pre-approved by me and they can just have a heyday with it. The, The trust is there to be able to make that happen. Oh, I love that. So you download your favorites. And by the way, this is like a pro Workplay member tip. You can always ask your Workplay team to put the favorites in its own gallery. And then you just have one link in the gallery. That might be a tip for you so that you don't have to waste so much space in in your two terabyte, three terabyte Dropbox. I love the fact that you hand it off and it's all pre-approved. How does that get passed down on your team? I do a lot of my reels specifically because I just have a certain vibe that I'm attached to. However, I have a video editor who does do more of like my bigger videos, my long form videos. She will do some reels too, actually. She did a really good job. She did one of the Wes Anderson film trending things and had put all the workplay branding stuff in there. And I was like, oh my gosh, look at this. So sometimes I'll throw those in there. But then graphically, having a graphic designer who does help with the like actual sales page, I do my own ads. So I'm like ads and reels. And then I have, again, a video editor, graphic designer, who handle like pages or longer form videos. I'm going to get a little granular with this question. And we're just going to go back to the basics. Yes. From start to finish, what does it look like in terms of prep for you for a workplace shoot? Mm. The first thing I think of is like outfits, because again, that's just like such a important piece to it all. I remember for my first shoot, there were several dresses that did not make it on time, even though I paid for rush shipping, which I obviously got reimbursed, but we'll just go with it. I I was able to put things together that I loved and and it all worked out anyway. Some stuff made it, but I always think of again, outfits and just what I'm going to feel the best in, because I think too, sometimes people will go overboard and think, okay, I'm doing a photo shoot and I have to glamorize all this stuff. And they pick all this stuff that like, 
maybe is them, but doesn't make them comfortable then on the photo shoot and they look uncomfortable and then it just is all around uncomfortable. So for me, I like to mix in pieces that I already own as well as new pieces because I know what feels comfortable for me. I know what I feel good in. I know what I feel confident in like how I want to come across in my photo shoots. I'll weave in different pieces from there and knowing to like the colors and stuff that are best fit for you and your brand. So before the shoot, I'm looking at those colors, but I also don't feel as though I absolutely need to wear all of my brand colors all the time. I think you can mix in different things and it doesn't have to be exact all the time and be so literal. So before the shoot, I'm looking at the colors of the outfits, if I'm comfortable in the outfits. And then I also am thinking I will definitely create some Pinterest boards for posing inspiration. And I have so many posing inspiration boards at this point. I probably should just go look at them all versus creating another one all the time. But I look at poses. I will practice some in the mirror if it's not something that I normally would do with myself. If I'm putting this here or here or whatever. And I look at like hair and makeup. It's tough for me because my hair is a whole thing. And depending on the weather, <laughs> my hair is going to do what it's going to do. And so also releasing this, it has to be like this. Because even with my first shoot, my hair was straighter than I would have liked for it to be. It's fine. The pic- I love the pictures. Who cares? And again, allowing for those ebbs and flows to not knock you down on the day of because as long as I look like I'm enjoying myself and I am enjoying myself that's 80 to 90 percent of it because that's what's going to come across prep and like some inspiration of poses hair outfits obviously you guys help with the locations but I'm like oh I like this wall here or I like this little cozy nook over here so thinking through potentially even matching some outfits to locations even before then You can only control what you can control in your prep. You're controlling so much before the day. And then the day has to just be released into whatever the day becomes. Because that, again, like you said, is what shows through. So if you're like stressing that two different of five walls are not working for you, like that's going to really show. Exactly. Yeah, totally. So I know that this process is not typical. It's really not normal. Like us at the Workplay team, like we're well aware that this is a weird thing to do visual marketing four times a year in this type of way. So why do you think it is worth it for you to do this four times a year rather than just doing the traditional route of once every few years, maybe once a year just to get like new content up? For me, what is most important is like, consistency. And if you like, if you look at my photos in 2020 and then look at my photos in 2023, they're vastly different and in in a good way. And if I were to have kept up with the photos and had them four times a year, then there would have been more consistency with when we were transitioning into these bolder colors and all of that sort of thing. So it could have been a little bit more smooth of a transition on that front than such a vast difference of three years later. When you are thinking, will I use all these photos? This just seems like a lot and whatever, you will use the photos, (laughs) number one. Uh, You don't know if you'll use them now because you were tied to picking 40 of your favorites or whatever. And so of course you like treasure those 40, like no tomorrow. But when you have the abundance and you get to play with the different 
images and stuff, like a lot of times you'll be like, oh, again, you'll find gaps and not in a bad way, but just, oh, I didn't know that I would want to use it for this, but now I do. And thankfully I have another shoot coming up. And so I don't, I don't have to wait a year or I don't have to wait forever to get the, the gaps filled that I need for photos and video and stuff like that. I would say for me, it's allowing for smoother transitions, consistency amongst all of your photo shoots, and also not allowing you to get frustrated if you have some gaps in your photos or videos that you need. You don't have to wait a long time to get those photos and video. You just already have them built up. And as somebody who generally likes to plan their year out, like I can then know somewhat of what I'm going to get out of each shoot and at the same time allow for some wiggle room of if there's changes or adjustments. I find it super helpful to have the abundance of photos for every single shoot. It's not like you're running out and so you need another shoot because you're running out. You need another shoot because another campaign is coming out or again, you're doing a live event or you are wanting more group shots versus just individual shots. There's so many facets to who we all are that one photo shoot may catch quite a few of them, but it's not going to catch all of them. You're just building on and layering the different tones of you. And that helps, in my opinion, to deepen the relationship that you have with your audiences on social, with your email list, with your customers and clients, because you're showing up and even people who've known me since 2016, not everyone is going to be uh, so lucky to have seen the, the full transition. And so being able to show little tiny glimpses of just you, I think allows for some excitement and some interest and intrigue to keep people interested when you're with a spouse or a partner and you think you know everything about them and then they do this like really weird funky thing and you're like what I didn't know you did that you're like yeah literally been doing that since I was two but because the moment hadn't come up yet you hadn't experienced it so I think that same mentality is with your audience or with your followers or with your clients is they like to be able to see those glimpses and differences of you and each time, in my opinion, each time you do a shoot, like you just get even stronger and more grounded in who you are and how you want to show up. So it just gets better and better. So why wait years to see the better when you can see them literally happening throughout the entire year? Us as a workplace team understand this concept really well because this is like our bread and butter. But it's so surprising to me at how that one concept of being able to be in front of a camera it be a mirror for yourself and your business and who you are and have that totally expedite the process of finding that groove, even in your business is something so underrated, but we've seen it happen time and time again, because like you said, it's not, you're not doing another shoot because you need more content. You have more than enough content. You're doing another shoot because something has either been born in your business, changed yep. in your business, or is coming up in your business. And yep. because you have a dedicated time with an abundance of options for one day of content, you are able to dive really deep in that one thing, in that one iteration. If you're launching a podcast, you get to dive deep into what is this podcast going to look like? And we have the whole day to figure it out. And we have the whole day to get it right. So I think that's really powerful. I have one last question for you. And it's a question I ask all of our guests on this podcast. If you could give Workplay members one piece of advice for going through this process, what would it be? Mm -hmm. 
I would say for all of your shoots to choose one location or one time to do something that feels super, I don't know, like not out of the box, but a little bit different. So I had Lyric on this like whole train around getting these photos in a bed. And I had a very, like, I could see the imagery myself. All right. <laughs> and I was like, let's do it. It's gonna be great. And the pictures came out like they were fine, but they definitely weren't my favorites out of the entire shoot. But I think too, that again, if it feels like so rigid and all that stuff, but you don't try anything different or experiment or whatever, then again, you could be missing out on some photos that really turn out strong there should be one element of your shoot that feels like a little bit like I don't know how this is going to work out but we're going to have some fun anyway because again that'll lighten the mood that'll again not have it feel so tight and structured and I'll loosen you up and you'll have a lot of fun was this the one where we're like under the (laughs) I remember doing and this is why this is so fun what she's talking about so in your shoes is because I looked at the photo you looked at the photo and I just started bursting out laughing and it was just like one of those moments where you're just like actually having we're just trying things out we're just like like seeing if the vision happens and if it doesn't it's just a really good time but honestly they turned out not bad I was the skeptical one in that moment not you I was like I don't know I don't know about this. And like, you get to have fun in this process. All of our content creators on our team, like they understand that fundamental piece of this. You have so many chances. Let's just take a risk. Yeah, I love it. Thank you so much, Jordan, for coming on and giving all of our members and potential members, future Workplay members, so much value. Where can everyone find you? stalk you, see you, message you, see all your workplay content. Where are all the things for you? Yes. Instagram is my jam. It's definitely where I spend the most time online. So that is systems, plural, saved me handle. And then I have my website, systemsaveme.com, which you will see lots of workplay branding photos there. And also I have my podcast, which we did just in my recent photo shoot, do new cover art for, and that is also System Save Me. On Spotify and Apple. Yeah, all the places. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Thank you so much. This podcast is edited and produced by the Virtual Assistant Studio. This episode of the Workplay Podcast is brought to you by Workplay Branding, a visual marketing company invested in changing the way you create content online. In 2019, they revamped the Workplay method and have been using this exact process to launch businesses' visual marketing strategies all over North America and in Europe. Head over to workplaybranding.com to learn exactly how you can launch your visual marketing strategy and cohesive brand for less than $500 a month.